this Mr. Fields uh, ethnic studies class and we were kind of talking about I want to say white privilege in ethnic studies class but we determined yesterday in our conversation it wasn't necessarily white a, a white privilege thing although then again, could you make the argument everybody that is has privileged name, has white, is white? Is white. Yeah. There's yeah. a connection. That's, that's what happens here at the school. On the other hand, there are definitely white kids at the school that aren't privileged. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like how many times have you been written up in your career as a student? As you a know, student? Way too many to count. Like sixth grade, I used to live in the ISS room. I was there pretty much every day. Really? Yeah. And then from well, freshman, sophomore, junior, uh, I I still have all of my detention slips, and they're about a stack this big. Bryce, what about you? You got written up a didn't you get written up a lot in middle school? Two or three times. Two or three times. That's yeah. really not that bad. Not as much as that, but definitely still on that. I wouldn't even say it's because I was unprivileged. I think it's just because I was actually rowdy. You were just goofy. It yeah, was. I mean, I, it was always goofy stuff, right? I mean, I don't remember anything like really wrong happening. Just that there was just there. There's an unusual amount of goofiness in middle school, right? Like for real. Th think about y'all know Malavis, right? Yeah. He would come in. He would come into class every day making dinosaur noises in middle school. Those are the best kind of noises. It was kind of funny, like when I was in middle school, like yeah. I noticed the change from middle school to high school, like how everyone like changed. All observation time. Yeah, well, I mean, it happens, right? Yeah. I mean, I think Jimmy, you like you said, you never got in trouble in elementary school, right? Yeah. And then you started to get into some trouble in middle school. Oh, I just really didn't care. I don't like people yelling at me. Okay. I feel like if I can't yell at them, then you couldn't yell at me. Ooh, hey. So you felt like at that point in time you could talk back to them? I, I could have. I, I don't know. I feel like I, I was scared of the teachers more. He in made elementary a school. Not to. Yeah. But that was in elementary. Then in middle school, you were like, you would get, what would you, what would you call it? Oppositional? Oppositional? Well, it's because sometimes the teachers would yell, shut up at me. Not again. I don't like it when they yell, shut up either. So yeah. It's kind of disrespectful. If I can't tell them to shut up, then they shouldn't be able to tell me to shut up. Okay. How does that work in your home, though? Like, if your mom and dad, like, yell at you, are you allowed to yell back at them? Well, now I just ignore them. You what? I just ignore them. Now. Yeah, you just ignore them. But if you were to yell at them, they would get mad, right? Probably. I think, you know, I think, I think like in middle school, it comes down to a lot like, yeah, I know that was funny. I think that in middle school, it comes down to a lot like you're, as a teacher, you're trying to teach. And then I'm going to go back to my dinosaur noise uh, example. Some kid, some, some kid makes a strange pterodactyl noise or something. Or screams in the middle of class. What you do, write them up? Well, yeah, you got you to gotta be like, hey, dude, I'm trying to teach here. Right. It's a distraction. Yeah, and I mean, different teachers handle it in different ways. Wait, right? so or like my children, so like, it's not just a starter class. Like every time we walked through the door, he would make a dinosaur noise. Oh yeah, I mean, and it would be like periodically throughout the day. He would just be like, you would be sitting in class, and then you'd hear like, I don't know, I'd get bored, and then you'd hear like dinosaur roar. <laughs> you would be like, why are you, why are you making the T Rex mating call, Malachi? You know. But how, how did, like, okay, everybody really loved Ms. Brown. Yes. Yes. So yeah. how did she handle discipline? Because kids didn't. Okay. So what Ms. Brown did is if you, like, didn't get your, like, work done on time, you would just go off and have to finish it on your own. Because she, really she was moving on. And if, she never really yelled either. Yeah. That... Well, I remember her pulling kids out in the hallway. She is the teacher that wrote me up most of my seventh grade year. <laughs> yeah, she also writes my younger brother up a lot. I think she like dislikes me I a was, lot. Yeah, I was in detention pretty like every chance. Her and Mrs. Seventh grade year, I was at after school every day in detention with those two. Were you doing goofy things in the lab? Um. So seventh or for Mrs. 
uh, it was because, first off, my brother drove to school, and he would always show up late because he had Mr. Bill's first period, so uh, they wouldn't count him tardy, uh, but I had So she would count me tardy, and plus, I would, you know me. So it was, get, it was tardiness. I get easily confused, okay. and so I would get confused on like the homework and stuff, so I said oh, I just wouldn't do it, and she uh, brought me up for that because I wouldn't do my work. So you were getting, you weren't necessarily getting write-ups for disrupting class. You were getting write-ups for tardy and homework assignments. Like you're gonna have to go to homework table kind of thing. Sure. Because going like homework table is different than than actual like detention, right? No, it was detention. I mean, maybe kid, it doesn't go on your record. Like you know what I mean? They do. Really? I don't think your middle school record passes your high school. No, it doesn't. I don't even think you have a record in the middle I mean, it's it's like it's recorded. It's recorded now because like the way we used to do it, it was handwritten, right? Yeah. And they would keep files on kids, like especially kids that like frequently got in trouble. That way they could have like paperwork, right? And they could go back in and they could be like, Oh, you got twenty detentions. The next one you get it's gonna be an expulsion or an ISS or something. And so I see that with kids here at school, even in high school, mostly freshmen, right? But because um, especially the older you get, like the more chill kids get. Um, so there was a like there was like a paperwork trail now, but now it's it's kind of in a way it's worse because when you record it, it's it's in the computer, so it's like on a in a computer file. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't say anything like on there. So now what happens to that record when you leave school i don't think anything happens at all about record whatever deals with like bullying and depression and things like that right so if, if those are two different areas and so i think i i mean i don't know if they both have access to it or who's got access to what i know who's got access to my but let's go back to um let's go back to the white privilege. So that definitely just went off track. It was like we started talking about the well, I mean, no, because I guess my my thing about that is, do you think in this school, do you think that Hispanic kids get in more trouble than white kids? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You do. If, yeah. if you go into the lunch detention room, it, it's yeah. That's all it is. Really. Most of the time. What what do you think is the main thing that the Hispanic kids are getting in trouble for? Probably not doing their work. Or just... I, well, I mean, it seems to me like there's a lot of tardy stuff. Would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, but then there's also like I remember one time I think it was in middle school. I got caught down to the reason, and it was me. We were just talking by this one um this one other kid, and apparently he went and told the office that we were planning to jump him, even though he could understand Spanish. And the office immediately believed him without asking us. Wow. Now that's a crazy story. No, I mean, did, like, so you two, so it's just you and Marco. We were, it wasn't the locker room. We were just talking. I think, like, he walked by us and we turned around to look at him. And I guess he thought we were going to jump him. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's pretty ridiculous. Uh, although, I will say this. I mean, like, and again, maybe I'm going to have to peep out these things, but Marco did have kind of a reputation for well, I think fighting. It was, it was like if you got him angry, or if you said something, like, he would get really mad if you said something racist to him. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what's going to like, Yeah, but I'm going to chill. You know, I've never, and that's funny that you say that, because so many times I see this happen. Like, in my own class, I have a kid that will behave perfectly well. Then they go outside of this classroom, and then I hear like, "Oh, he got he got a detention for this, or he got in trouble for that, or you know what I mean." And so then I have to wonder a little bit, like, what is going on? Because Joe was that way. He was like perfectly fine in class. He would like do his homework. He actually like would try to work hard and get his stuff done. But then he would go to a different class, and it would be a whole different. Scenario. Yeah, it, it just depends on the teacher, probably. Well, that in oh, also like in the hallway. Maybe maybe things were happening in the hallways. Like there was some 
conflict between students and hallways. I think they both. I thought Aiden got three and Aiden got two. Aiden did throw the first punch in that one. Wait, wait, wait. Are, are, you talk, are you talking to me? Yeah. When they did for the five. But what happened was, was the uh, conflict starter. Like, something was said to Glenn. It was like, don't say that. And yeah. Wait, explode. That's what happened there. That's why he got the five days. Yeah. That is actually a good example of the privilege. Yeah, because it was. Well, using it five days. Um, for, he didn't even throw the first punch. And, and he got five days. He just, what happened was it was just a conflict escalator. So he just got mad. Threw first punch. And it went after that. So five days. Now I will say this in in defense of like punishment, like there is a scale. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if if the fighting is like your first offense it's usually you're not going to get as many days as if it's your second or third offense. Those are both, it was both their first offenses. It was both their first yeah. offenses? Yeah. So who made For that sure. decision? Was that Vanderay that made that decision? At the time it would have been. It probably was Vanderay, right? It was our freshman year. Uh, it was yeah, because it was still years ago. Yeah. And so Vanderay was like particularly bad about that? Yeah. Dude, what, from what I understood, made a lot, like a lot harsher crackdown, like, like the Latino. Well, I, I should say Latino. And there was for a while where you couldn't write the number thirteen, or else you were gang affiliated. Yeah. Yeah. Or five. Like, the what is the the thirteen? I could understand, but five hundred three was something that was a little different. And I remember kids getting in trouble for writing five hundred three down. This is the way I remember that. Yeah. But because five hundred three is not necessarily. Yeah, it's, it's the area code of Salvador, right? But then, and, and that's been across the country. People are like, is, okay, is 503 a gang sign? Or is 503 like, I'm proud to be Salvadoran, you know? And so I think law enforcement have cracked down on the 503. You know, maybe this, you think that has to do with like that some of the, MS-13, like, tattoo 503, though? I don't know if they tattoo 503 Maybe. on them. I don't know. Anyway, they're like, okay, that's a gang sign. Well, look. Dude, I'm, I'm, when I first started, it really was like, the, let's do a harder crackdown. It really felt like yeah. you know, Latino, the Latino kids were getting much harder punishments than what like, the white kids were. Because when, like, when you're a first game, I would like walk by like the detention room. It would be like full of just Hispanic, Hispanic kids, yeah. completely full. Also, whenever they do the circuit, I usually don't hear about any white people getting searched. To be all Hispanics. Yeah. Yeah. For what? Last, last time, like they, they searched a lot of people. Uh, I don't think not one person got searched. It's all Hispanics. Really? Yeah. yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Well, here's here's one thing that I've noticed. Like speaking of like the gangs, yeah. so one thing that I've noticed, and this is what I'd like to talk about a little bit in the in our next podcast, and, and um, one thing I'd like to talk about a little bit, just to follow up on it, is you know how the we would have Hispanic kids kicked out for writing thirteen down, like Jimmy said. What you know, there were kids that were blatantly wearing rebel flags. And saying racist things. And they they were not getting in trouble for that versus like Hispanic kids writing MS thirteen. Okay, now this is gonna spark a debate. I mean, in my opinion we know your opinion, you think so, I do think so. But because there's some deep and deeply profound historical implications to it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that, I mean, there's so much involved in that symbol. Like the swastika, so many things happened under the symbol of that flag. But I think it's hard to so, defend So you're it. almost putting it in the standpoint of they used the Confederate flag to represent the South. And then it, that flag, quote, represents the viewpoints. Like, you know, well, let me, let me, 
let me rephrase it because we actually have white supremacist gangs in the prison system. So the equivalent to MS-13 would be the Aryan Brotherhood. And the Aryan Brotherhood uses that as one of their symbols. Right? Yeah, you got QAnon, you got the Proud Boys, you got Aryan Brotherhood. I mean, there's so many different groups now, the KKK. And could you equate? All right. Anyway, what I was, what I'm saying is, I I could see that being equated to a gang symbol, right? Well, it, it used to be worse here, like we, like a few years ago, before, because there used to be a lot more people saying racist stuff blatantly from everyone. Do you know? Do you think that? Do you think that Trump made a difference in that? Do you think like there was a pre-Trump and a post-Trump behavior? I don't know. Maybe, I can't. maybe not so much in school, but I think most of the people got used to this, like the Hispanic population. So I don't really hear racist stuff that much anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. But what about outside of school? I've heard it a few times on my Walmart with my mom. You know that, and that's the that's the worst part about that because I just really feel like that's a that's like a hurtful thing. You know oh, what no, I mean? Cut them off. Do you ha have you done it before? Well, yeah. My older brother offered to be the one in front of everyone. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. What, your older brother got in a, got in a fight with somebody? He was about to one time. Was, okay. I think they said something from my mom. They caught her like a stupid beaner or something. He got angry. No. He told, he told like the, uh, the white guy that if you just uh, stop saying that, I think beat him up with I mean, I'm saying good for your brother on that. You know what I mean? Like... Actually, kind of makes me, as I said, dad feel a little like I got a little bit of a lump in my throat. Like, oh, you know, my son stuck up for his mom. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we, we only had one white student on the team, and now we've got three. Don't we have like four boys that are? Well, two of them are mixed. Uh, then you have uh, one more. Mans. Yeah. And then. Yeah, that's Don't you have the Sparks voice? Those are, they're mixed. They're mixed. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to, this is uh, part two of our broadcast. The, the, you know, we might cut out a bunch more of this. So we're just going to kind of go with the flow. And sometimes when you go with the flow, Interesting things come up because we started talking about the first question that was posed was, um, are there are there some Hispanic kids that are privileged at the school? Because we initially we were saying, well, white people. Are there are the is it white privilege? Yeah. And then that led us into the dialogue of the soccer players having some privilege at the school. The soccer players who are Hispanic, and we 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 had a conversation that we didn't record, which I regret not hitting the record button for that. We kind of talked about how the soccer team was made and how there was like a staff meeting on like really trying to get the Hispanic kids involved, and the the uh, the the principal at the time had told the staff. Like, come to the soccer games and really, like, pay some praise to these soccer players. Get them involved. And so there were a couple of comments made about that. So first, you guys talked about a couple of teachers really going all in on this, right? Yeah. So let's just say we're going to try and not say names in this. So let's say a former English teacher and a former science teacher went all in. So... And then Jimmy had a really interesting comment, which I actually completely 100% agree with. So Jimmy, if you want to restate that here in a minute, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to you. So tell me about our former English teacher and our former science teacher. When you say they went all in on that, what was going on? Like you saw some privilege of the soccer team? Yeah, both of you. Because you were here, you were here at the high school. Unfortunately, we had the best teachers. Unfortunately, I mean, it's like I don't know how to describe it's like a favoritism. Almost. You just hear it, like the way she talks to them. She talks to them differently. She was like, 
other students. She would give them extra time on homework and stuff. Really? Yeah. So you're saying it went beyond just like praising, like, hey, I heard you scored a goal. Yeah, because she wanted them to be able to play. Yeah. So she let them like turn in assignments late and still get like full credit. That would be the former science teacher or the former English teacher? English. Yes. Both. Both. Maybe, maybe can we say Miss J and Miss C? Or is that too much? I don't know. Both of them? I, I always heard Miss C like was really towed the line with stuff. Like she was strict, wasn't she? Strict, but when it comes to like soccer players, she was not strict. Right. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's pan back to Jimmy. Jimmy, you want to like move up here? You don't have to, but. I mean, they're going to, yeah, drop your mask. So. Okay. So what were you saying about, we'd also call a volleyball team out, right? You'd have 10 girls go out on the floor. Yeah. One of them would be Hispanic. Yes. Um, after we had the soccer team, we would have pep sessions. The soccer team's probably one of our best athletic teams at the school. We would have the pep session and call out the soccer team. And we would get like a lot of Hispanics. I, I think the first year maybe Riley was were, the only white. Team. I was thinking more the we, we kind of got sidetracked with the soccer team. I think the soccer team has just been a, such a positive thing for the school. I and I think it, it I think it's really allowed Hispanic kids to like fit in more and be like participate. Well, not only that, but it got them to keep doing their homework and get those good grades. So in order they can play soccer. Yeah, because. Yeah. Bowser was like, yeah. I think you got to know that up too. It's okay. Bowser was like real strict on like the grade policy. I think he would like regularly grade check, even though it's not like broke a job. Well, and it, and it definitely knocked some kids out of playing, right? Because you had some boys that wanted to play, but they also didn't want to do their homework. Right. And, and so they were like, they well, I'd rather just not do my homework than play. Yeah, they didn't get the privilege. Custom. What? We are recording, sir. We're recording, but that's okay. We can honor that. Yuri, you should not cuss at people. We'll edit that out. Wow. Just, just keep this in mind. For every time we have to edit something out, poor little Mac has to spend more time working on this. I'll help you with it, Mac. We'll both work on it. All right, so um, so that's been positive, but I guess the, the other thing I was thinking of. Dude, you're doing wrong. Let's, all, let's literally ask the soccer coach. Come in here for a minute. Yeah, let's get, maybe maybe he'll give us some input on this. Um, Do you want to be in our podcast just for like a minute yeah, or two? Yeah, fine. Special guest. Jay so Cole. we were, the, the question that was posed is, is there white privilege at this school? And that was the initial Okay. question for the podcast we we discussed a lot of different things we probably got i don't know 18 minutes of podcast in then we kind of determined well maybe amongst some a specific group of kids yes okay it's the last we'll call it the last name quick well and it is it a socioeconomic thing as opposed to okay. a, actually like that but a racial yeah. discrepancy yeah. Then today we started off, and it occurred to me, well, are there, if it's a socioeconomic thing, are there some Hispanic kids? If we flip that, are there some, some Hispanic kids that are privileged, which led us to talk about the soccer team and the boys on the soccer team. And so I think the conclusion that we came to was that when the soccer team was first made, there were definitely some teachers that you felt like gave a little extra favoritism towards members of the soccer team. You think is that is that what we concluded? You think that's still the case, though. Yes. You do think. That's oh, absolutely. Still the case? I know it's the case. Do you think that's because? Um, they want certain members to be on that team and to, to improve this, the quality no. of the team? No, I just think that there are um, certain members who are um, favored over other members 
that are already on the team, not because they want them to stay or want them to be on the team. I think there are certain members that are, um, what do I want to say, recruited by other teachers. I think that there are teachers who want to go out of their way to make the um, certain members of the Hispanic community happy, so to speak, for whatever reason. Yeah. I, um, I see it. Um, um, my wife sees it. So. Yeah. And so the other direction. So could we say then, do you think it's an athletic versus a non-athletic thing? Like definitely some of the kids that get different preferential treatment. No, because there are, there are some members of my soccer team that get preferential teacher treatment from certain teachers, but not other members of the soccer team. Okay. So like it's it's what you're saying is a certain so let's say like you have player A and player B. Uh -huh. Player A can get special treatment from this teacher, but player B can't. Correct. Can I use names of former students? Sure. We we've been <laughs> trying to stick with uh, first name, or if we I think today we said Miss J or Miss C because okay. we were talking about some teachers. Okay. Uh, um, because I know for I know for a fact that that first year of the soccer program. Yeah. Um, there were definitely some players who were um, treated, a treated differently than other players. Yeah. Um, I also see, here's, here's something for you. I see that um, my non-Hispanic players are oftentimes ostracized by those same teachers that show favoritism towards. Really? Um, that makes sense. Uh, certain yeah, Hispanic. but we've got we got a student that I'm going to call AB. Uh huh. And AB does well for he just does well at school. Very yes. Bright, intelligent yep. young man. I don't think anybody's like not showing some favoritism towards. But that student is also very motivated on his own, so it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter what a teacher says or doesn't say to him. He's going to do his best anyways that's just him right and so that brings me to my next my next piece of that like one of the things we're going to get to today is is there really white privilege or is there a certain group of kids that just behave better i don't think that's the case because those that i think the ones that get that privilege if you will yeah are not necessarily the good kids some of them are but there's yes. some that are not so I don't think it's about how they perform in school. I think it's a certain group based on, as we talked about the other day, names. Yeah. Who it is and who it is. I also know that within the his within my soccer team, yeah. If we're talking about the Hispanics and whatnot, that initially, for first year, everybody was included as part of that soccer team. Everybody, uh, even my only non-Hispanic student at that point in time, was accepted into the group. Yeah. Which then obviously encouraged other non-Hispanics to join the soccer team. Yeah. Now we're getting to the point where the Hispanics aren't sure that they want to play with the non-Hispanic kids. Really? Or they feel like, despite the fact that... Because we had four... Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that there are a set of rules, which I have mentioned over and over, that if you don't give me effort in practice, you don't see playing time. And I get that. And I get that there are probably some kids that are better on the field during game time than they are during practice. Fine. But you need to show me in practice. And so I've got student A who always gives me effort, both at the practice field and the game field, was playing, non-Hispanic. And the another Hispanic student never gives me effort at practice. Never. And he's decent, but he could be a lot better. And he doesn't play as – doesn't play as well as student he do, A. He dogs in it, right? Right, and he doesn't play as well on the game time as um, student A. However, the rest of the team wants student B to play and not student A. Yeah. Despite the fact that... Student A deserves it, too. Yeah, student A deserves it, So they're, the team is showing favoritism. Mm -hmm. right. so. they're, they're leaning more towards we want the more skilled player versus you're saying that we need no, no, a no. hardworking team member. No, they don't want the more skilled player because the more skilled the more skilled player is the one that gives me effort in practice. Oh. And yet they they don't see that. All they see is mistakes that player A makes on the field. So therefore, by default, player B should be the one in the on the field. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting dynamic that I have. So, seen. well, I was thinking more along the lines of, um, like I'm, I'm in charge of the Latino cultural association. Correct. And so that, that draws a group of kids that are probably college bound. Sure. They're very bilingual. Some of them um, feel more comfortable using English than Spanish. And a lot of times the office staff will use them as translators mm -hmm. and sometimes and teachers will use them as translators too. So the, you know, I'm flipping this in the direction that, and we, we kind of went down like the soccer team rabbit hole, but what I was thinking more of is, are there certain students that, you know, in the mornings they, they translate the announcements, they help teachers out in class, they help the office. Are they shown extra favoritism? Do you, do you know the students who I'm talking about? Can, some you, of them. can you imagine some well, of them? Here's part of, here's part of my, the issue that I see as well along those lines, is that the students that are not those students in the Hispanic culture, they tend, Hispanics tend to stay amongst themselves. Yeah. They, they're not outgoing. They're not, especially uh, if they, especially the ones that have a language barrier. Right. Well, that's true. But I know some that don't have a language barrier, but still stay to themselves. Don't talk to other people. But you catch them with other Hispanics, and they're talking up a storm, and you're like, "What the heck? Why are you talking? Why don't you talk in class?" So that may be why those that are in your club, who are the bilingual ones, who um, are fully engaged, fully engaged, those tend to be the ones, and it makes sense, you know. You engage those, you talk to them because they're participating, whereas the other ones choose not to do so. And so as a part of their culture, that prohibits them from being uh, favored, if you will. Yeah. You're in Todd's way. There he is. I'm back. Cool. Well, thank you, Mr. Uh, B. Yep. Uh, we really appreciate your input on that, and if, if with your permission, we'll include you as part of the podcast. I'm okay with that. Cool. Thank you. That was fun. Um, um, his opinion was that there was some favoritism, but it wasn't it wasn't equal amongst all players. Like there were a cert certain players, maybe that you said lots of that did oh yeah I did <laughs> uh, certain players that maybe did better in class and did better on the soccer field that got a little bit more preferential treatment but um, before and I don't know if you heard this before you left or not oh wait what else did he say he did say that he felt like the there were some white kids on the team that some of the Hispanic kids wanted to reject, that they worked hard and deserved a spot on the team. But some of the Hispanic teams wanted like their buddy to play over, say, the white kid. Well, I know one thing was that so, so they, the, the white kid, you worked hard and everything, right? Yeah. Playing on the team. But the thing was that he wasn't performing as good as someone else could have been. Right. And that's where some of them would get mad if he wasn't performing as good as they wanted him to. Yeah. That's that's what he was talking that's about. That's what he was explaining. He was explaining that there's a favoritism in, within uh, the team yeah, itself. Yeah, within the team. Like a group of these players would favoritize this player over this one because of like stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I would see that happen. I don't think that they didn't like the white people. It's just that they weren't performing well on the field. They just didn't feel like they were as skilled of a player. Yeah, like they didn't feel like they were as good as the other options that he could have been playing. That's the thing. You, you can like work hard to put all the effort in, but you still have to be able to perform on the field and show that like, they hard work and stuff. I think know? Coach's point, though, was that like the one player maybe that the other boys were getting frustrated with had the grades, put the time on the field like in practice, whereas the other kid, I don't know necessarily that he said the grades were bad, but he said he would not, he would kind of loaf off in practice. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. So he was taking it from like maybe the perspective of, okay, as a coach, I got this kid who's 
really putting effort in. He's like, you know, doing well. Well, I, I understand that one, yeah. but like, I think as a coach, you also think about who would play. It's a privilege thing, or are they favored because they're towing the line? And so this is our third cut, part cut three, part three. Um, I never really got any response, so I'm going to restate this, even though it's been stated a couple of times. So as, as the, it's the head of the Latino Culture Association, we have a group of kids. I think maybe say a white kid or a Hispanic kid, to me it's more like here you got a kid that makes good grades and they're involved in different activities. Here you got a kid that has bad grades, they're not involved in very many activities. I'm going to give the kid that's not involved in any activities a tardy because they came in late, they don't have an excuse, but I'm not going to give the kid that has a tardy that comes in and says, hey, I was helping up in the office translate. Or I was, um, you know, Miss, Miss so-and-so had me cleaning up the lab, so I'm late. I'm I, 10 minutes late I feel like if the Latino students talk to their teachers, talk to their teachers, like get to know them, stuff like that, then I feel like they feel better to like be around other people and talk to other people because if they don't talk to anyone, then I feel like they're just left out. Then they don't want to just do anything. Well, then they, well, let's not let's not forget. For some Hispanic kids, there is a language barrier. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Clearly, we have some kids that are recent arrivals. Yes. And they don't have, maybe they don't have the ability to explain themselves. Yeah. Right? At least without somebody translating. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to it then. So so there is some agreement that there are some Hispanic kids that get favored, correct? Right. Now let's go back to the white kids. I think we keep it in the same sports bracket. Like, yeah. For, oh, and take it some baseball-wise. Baseball, we're just going to say this player definitely has like the upper middle class last name thing. Yeah. And it's definitely like a favorite. He's like he's smart, good kid in school, but he's definitely like a sitting favorite between coaches, teachers, stuff like that. Okay. So I'm not sure which sure which kid you're talking about, but I could guess probably a handful of kids. And so my my question for that would be, okay. Maybe the, uh, if, if we're thinking the same kid, he's got the last name, he's got good grades, he's involved in sports, but has he broken any of the school rules? You know what I mean? Or is he a kid that's just like, you know, I've been taught my whole life just to, to follow the rules and not get in trouble and I'm not, I'm not going to cause trouble and I'm going to keep to myself. So which which would it be, in your opinion, Bryce? Well, what do you oh. think? What do you think, Todd? What do you think? About what? What I just said. Um. Is it is it that is it that he's getting favoritism because of his position, or is he just like, I'm gonna toe the line. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what it takes to please the teachers oh, and the adults. Okay. I think a lot of students like who play sports, like, want to try hard because they just want to be good at their sport that they're doing. But then some think that they can just get by with not doing work and just get by with the low grades to still play, but then they don't try hard in their sports. So I think the people who try hard in class and then try hard in sports are the ones that are favored. Okay, so they're favored, but it's... I guess I'm, I'm trying to, like, what I'm trying to okay. get at is, are they favored because they, and, you know what I mean? It's kind of hard to, like, It's kind of hard to parse that out. Yeah. So now, with the hidden question, um, yeah. I don't talk to him that often, um, but I feel like it's just because he keeps up his grades he does his homework and does it on time um 
and he practices like tries really hard in sports and everything. And I feel like he's just the kid that doesn't want to get in trouble because I don't want to say it could ruin his image. Yeah. But that's kind of what it is. Well, yeah. And would there be extra pressure on that kid? I I bet there's like extra. I bet. See, I think that kid, if if we're thinking the same person, I think that kid has extra pressure, like at home, like you will toe the line. Yeah, I feel like it is. Or, you know, this is going to happen to you. (laughs) I don't know. What do you, Jimmy? Where are you? Where do you fall on that? Well, I mean, most of the the white kids here play the sport, so yeah, part of it's racing. But I feel like. So like the white people they have more pressure to get better grades like they're, they're pressured more at home i think you think so to get better grades because the way i am my parents want me to do grades yeah but like they don't they don't pressure me because yeah. that's what cause a lot of cause like studies too a lot of high schools have anxiety because of that yeah because they try to keep the grades up too much and you know that's a good point especially with how much homework we have and all the classes we have it's hard to do all your homework so i mean you know another thing i want to say let me let me kind of piggyback on that a little bit too, Jimmy. I think that Hispanic families really value a work ethic. Yeah. And so like, yeah, they want their kids to do well at school, but they also, a lot of them want to have like, okay, school's done, now it's time to go work. And so, to and I could be wrong because I'm not a Hispanic parent, but it seems to me like after living here for 10 years, um, Education is as much about teaching your kid the value of hard work as much as it is getting good grades. Like, okay, the school day's done. Now let's go work on the construction side or let's go to, um, what what is it, Rose Acres? The place yeah, where you yeah. Most of the Hispanics I know buy their own stuff. Yeah, like, exactly. Buy something they work through. Yeah. Right. Cause I know I know a lot of kids who after school they go and work till like two a.m. and then wake up the next morning and still come to school. Yeah, and I I always feel terrible for those kids because like they're so you can tell they're tired. And you know, like there's times where they'll like just put their heads down on their desk and I'm like, all right, did you work last night? No, yes, I didn't get done until two a.m. What do you say about that as a teacher? <laughs> you know. You, you're like, on the one hand, you're very like, oh, my gosh, this poor kid. On the other hand, you're like, well, you got to, like, sit up to learn. <laughs> so that that's a tough one. That's a tough one because I, I understand the value of that. There's a big uh, value to that. And then I think a lot of our white families miss that component, or maybe they're not thinking about that. I think they focus too much on school. Yeah, I like grades, 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 right? I feel like that's a bad thing because uh, – I feel like if you focus too much on the grades, you miss out on other parts, and then your anxiety probably goes up too. Because all you're thinking about is good grades, turning in my homework on time. Mm-hmm. And what I do, what I do is say I have an A in the class, and they assign an assignment I don't want to do. I just won't do it because I know I'll still have like a B in there, and that's a good enough grade for me at least. Yeah, I you know I get that, and you know why I get that. I hate to say this because that's kind of how I was. <laughs> As a kid, I I shouldn't say that as a teacher, but yeah, I had that. I that I didn't have that mentality in college, but I had that. I had that same thought process that you have. Like, oh gosh, I'm I'm getting such a good grade in here. I'm just not even going to worry about turning in that last paper. But I don't think it's a a bad mentality to have. Say say you have a job. Yeah. And you you're getting paid to do this work. Yeah. And they tell you to do something extra, but you're not going to get paid more for it. And mm-hmm. you don't have to do the extra stuff, and you have to get paid what you were originally going to get paid. So why do the extra work? Yeah. I get it. Work work smarter, not harder, right? I mean, yeah. there's there's a there's a simple logic to that. And I think it, it also provides you, it allows you, you provide yourself more time by doing that. Like time's really, it's a valuable commodity that we don't think about a lot. Um yeah i i mean i agree with now i will say this and and let's let's kind of work towards the conclusion here because we really we don't have much more time left in class right what time do we get out of here 39 minutes 20. okay so we got 19 minutes left all right good just going back to the original idea the original idea being is there is there 
white privilege in the school. I will say this. I do think we've been talking a lot about good kids and kids that are working hard on the soccer team. There are some kids that aren't necessarily one of which got suspended for the rest of the semester. I don't know. Do we need to go back into that? I don't think so. I mean, almost hate to add that to this podcast, but did would that would those circumstances have been different? Say, if it was Mundo, I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna use Mundo as the name, right? You guys know who Mundo is. Jimmy knows who Mundo is. Don't you? All right, I'll write it down on the board so we're all on the same page. Would Mundo be applied the same punishment as? Kid A here. If it was the same scenario, I don't believe so. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I'm I'm almost wondering if this might not have got you some jail time. Oh no, he would definitely would have gone to jail. Yeah, if he would have hauled yeah. his butt down to the. I think our local. I think our local sheriff would have. I, I think that this one would have done some jail time. Most likely. Uh, maybe juvie. I mean, I think he did juvie for a little bit. Did he? Like I, a believe day or two. I believe so. For what? What was that for? Like drugs, or was that for something else? It's for the thing with, with the old principal. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I think he did like one or two days. It wasn't that. <laughs> wasn't that long. Okay. Oh, I mean, if they give him Julie for that, imagine what they would do to him if for the other situation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, the other thing about that, too, is we're talking about two different administrators. Because this this happened with Mr. V, right? Mr. V and the doctor. And this happened with Mr. C. And Mr. R. Right? Yeah, and Mr. R. So who's and but Dr. 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 G was also involved because we don't really know what would have happened, but there is some speculation in there. But I wonder how the media would have portrayed it. I wonder how how the board and how the local law enforcement would have handled it. They would have just blown everything out of proportion and definitely he would have gotten that time now on the other hand too does does mundo have a record like I mean versus versus student a here you know what i mean like did he really have like he was known as kind of a class clown maybe but did he really have a record of getting in trouble yeah i don't i don't really i never had him in class so i i, I heard he was kind of a class clown um, I did. I have heard that he did get out of out of trouble on set. Like his parents would come and argue with teachers about punishments and stuff. Well, I mean, his mom wasn't really nice. A very nice lady. So. Yeah, I mean, there, there were teachers that were worried about parents coming in. They they were parents that would like kind of we call them helicopter parents. They will come in and like argue for their kids and like be like how you know my kid says this and I don't believe the teacher that kind of thing. Yeah. You know. Caring parents. Yeah. But little over caring, so to speak. I said caring. Oh yeah, yes. That would that's the perfect term for it. Um Yeah, that's an inter that's an interesting question to ponder, I think. In this case, I think maybe there was some white privilege going on here. Although, I was surprised to learn that he was kicked out for the entire semester. I was surprised to learn that. How, how long of the semester was it? I don't know. A few months, maybe? According to what, what um, soccer coach said, it was, I would assume, seven weeks. Well, let's say it. I mean, let's say it happened. Oh if, no, it's just a semester. That's my bad. Because quarter's nine weeks, so a semester is like eighteen. I want to yeah. say. I want to say. Like my memory. My memory of it is a little bit different than his, but he had those students, so he might have a better memory than me. 
But I want to say it happened when the weather started getting nice. So, like, let's say mid-March. You remember when we started getting 50-degree weather? Yeah. And it's, like, mid to late March. So then you're talking about 10 weeks out of school. Again, I it's been so long ago, and I wasn't involved, so I don't remember. Can you think of other circumstances like this? I mean, this is, a, is probably our best-case scenario. No, this. Yeah, I, I think I think we've kind of like hashed this out as far as we can really hash it out for this podcast, don't you think? Yeah. What what's our what's our conclusion? That yes, there are some cases of white privilege. What's I think it's just more of the kid kid privileges. Yeah. Kind of like so so I would say we could break it down into a couple of categories, right? I mean, Todd mentioned kids that try hard. And I've heard you guys use the term tryhards. Isn't that like a tryhard commonly referred to as a sweat? Okay, what does that mean? Okay, so say I say him play games, I play normal. Yeah. A tryhard of sweat or like Woody put himself into the game. So like Say like you play in Fortnite. All right. Yeah. You're like seventeen years old. Yeah. All right. You are trying so hard you're gonna make like a six year old cry. Oh. Correct. And you just like absolutely go off on the game. Okay. I guess what I'm referring to is if we apply that to school, like they want to do well, maybe, uh, you know, maybe they present one face to the teacher and another face to their friends in the cafeteria, but in the classroom, they try hard. Maybe on that, on the field, like in athletics, they try hard. And so versus... There's, there's a difference between try hard and try hard. The one term you're using is they actually try hard and work hard. Yeah. That try hard is what McKinsey referred to as. I see. Okay. Versus versus something like in this scenario. I don't know what you'd call that scenario, but it's it's a it's a kid that may have like certain privileges. He's got connected to the right family. He's still mischievous, he still gets in trouble. But maybe the punishments aren't as harsh for right. say this kid, kid A versus Linda. That's what you call privilege. Yeah, that's that's I would say that would be privilege. Then 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 my final question is: Can we flip that in reverse? Is there is there a circumstance where maybe a Hispanic kid who does actually try hard get certain privileges that maybe a white kid who's a troublemaker doesn't get I can't say. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't think of like an example of that right off the top of my head. All right. Well, I think that's a good way to conclude it. I think our conclusion is yes, there probably is some. There's definitely cases, but I wouldn't say it's a consistent thing. I mean, it might happen on an occasion basis, especially in the sports season. Yeah. But it, it's definitely not consistent. It hasn't been consistent. Let me ask you guys um, this final question, just for like, if we do this in the future, did we drag this? Did we drag this discussion out too long? I think it, it wasn't too long. No. I think it was. We came to a conclusion. We we took our time and like reviewed several things. That could yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's go ahead and stop it there. That'll be our first podcast. Have How a we, good day. Yay. <laughs>